Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, your podcast host right here on Success Hackers. On Success Hackers, we are all about empowering our entrepreneurial audience to help you take your business to entirely new heights. Think of me and think of the show as your mentor, as your coach for the next 20 to 25 minutes. We get the opportunity for, for all of you brand new listeners to our Hacker Nation community. Welcome. We love the new listeners. And for all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners who have been with us for a while, again, Thank you guys for continuing to listen to the show and spreading the word on social media. It's because of you guys we're now downloaded and listened to in over 65 countries and growing. We just got picked up by iHeartRadio, which expands the reach, and I couldn't do this without you guys. So again, thank you for not only listening, but subscribing and then spreading the word on social media. I just have one ask for you guys today. Could you possibly spend five minutes of your day Go on iTunes, click on six, and go to Success Hackers, and just write a two-second review on the show. The reason why I ask that is because in the iTunes world, when you actually have more reviews and more ratings, it bumps us up for more visibility. And the entire reason why I started this show is to impact and empower more entrepreneurs to really crush it and play bigger in their business. So we do that through iTunes by more ratings, more reviews. So if you have five minutes today, Simply write a great review for the show. That would be a huge help. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by IWantMoreLeads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business, make sure to check out the brand new free video on how to generate all the leads your business can handle. Just go to IWantMoreLeads. That's IWantMoreLeads.net. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who fell down a bunch of times and really overcame a lot of setbacks before he started seeing success in his business. And what I love about our show is that we can be talking to the winner of Shark Tank in one episode, speaking to someone that has a $100 million business in the next episode, and then shifting gears and talking to an entrepreneur who's been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, and then shift gears again and actually hear from a smaller business who is making a huge impact not only on his community, but also in his industry, just like we have with our guest today. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Bernard Dalashow. Bernard, are you ready to rock? I am totally ready. I'm looking forward to it. Bernard is the president and founder of Lavender Home Care Solutions, which improves the quality of life of our senior population through his well-trained family of caregivers. He started his first business after college procuring natural stone from Pakistan and Egypt. Living there for four years, he found his drive to build community based on culture and vision. A true entrepreneur, he started Lavender on $45,000 and in a mere four years, grew it to over a million dollars in revenue. Bernard, welcome to Success Actors, man. It's great to have you on the show. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be on the show. So I gave our Hacker Nation listeners a little information about you, Bernard, but would love for you to share a little bit more about how you got into the home care business and why you love doing what you do. Yeah, I uh, I got into the home care business, and the company is Lavender Home Care Solutions. I actually got into it through my mom. I uh, I shut down my old company, went through the economic downturn, and worked for someone for a mere, just a little bit of a nine-month period. After working for that person, I found that it's just not for me. He was not a good boss. He didn't run his company the way I would have run it. I started to read into it. My mom kept on sending me business plans for a healthcare business. And then I really started connecting to the home care, the non-medical side of home care. And then you know what? Lavender Home Care Solutions gets hatched. You know, with the advent of the baby boom generation getting older, I would imagine that the home Healthcare business is obviously exploding. You probably couldn't put yourself at a better place at a better time. But when you look at the business, what's one of maybe the biggest hurdles that you face in growing your business today? Is it growing leadership? Is it the it, maybe there might be some regulations or anything else that you'd like to discuss? Because I think that what you are going through seven years. Congratulations! I mean that's huge. You guys are doing some really great things in the space. It sounds like the industry is really primed for exactly what you guys have, but I'm sure like every other business out there, there's some hurdles. Maybe what's a hurdle that you face and how do you overcome that? I think anybody in the industry will agree with me that probably the largest hurdle that we have is is twofold. It's, it's people, finding the right people to care for our clients, finding compassionate people, and at the same point, finding people in an unregulated industry because there's so many home care agencies that are out there. They all do the same thing, but because of regulation, their quality of care is along a very wide spectrum. And trying to find people that are dedicated, that really want to grow within an industry, is is tough. So you look for the uh, the diamonds in the rough, and you search, and it's it's 200 people a month that we probably go through just to maybe hire 10 or 15, if mm-hmm. that. So it's that's that is the largest hurdle that we currently have right now, and that I think we'll always have until the industry starts to regulate itself some more. So, as the owner, as the founder, as the leader, how do you how do you do that? How do you juggle the having to get new clients? You probably have a team, and that you know one aspect of the team goes out and finds new business, and then you have the the other side of the business, which is actually taking care of the clients. How do you, as the business owner, the leader, how do you how do you kind of separate yourself from both, yet how do you also intervene on both as well? You know, I think uh, it, it started with a shift that I made on the, or, on the org chart, the organizational chart. Rather than making it a top-down approach, I made it a flat system where I'm in the middle and I'm, I'm, I'm affecting both sides. So I'm affecting the client base. I'm, I'm meeting with clients. I'm talking to them. I'm, I'm getting a pulse on what's out there. But at the same point, I'm doing the same thing with the caregivers. I'm shoulder to shoulder with them. I'm going in if I have to help them with a client. I'm actually helping them with a client. I'm putting on gloves and caring for the clients that we have. And that's a very important part because not only do my clients see that, my caregivers see that, and that team and that community just builds. That culture, which I'm going for as much as possible, really starts to build and strengthen our company and our staff and how we care for our clients in an unregulated system. Yeah, and I love how you put that because, as you know, leadership is not saying what you're going to do. It's actually doing what you say you're going to do. And then everybody 
following your lead as the leader and setting the example. But when you look at when you look at what you guys do now, and, and we, we get into this now a little bit deeper when it comes to generating leads or when I coach my business owners, one of the first things that I talk about is how do you separate yourself from everybody else that does what you do? In my world, I call it a market-dominating position. That simply means, again, what does your business do that literally separates you from every other competition that you have? So how does Lavender separate itself, and how do you market your business? We separate ourselves by the care that we provide. We separate ourselves because we're unregulated. My whole industry nationwide is unregulated. Um, hairdressers have more regulation than people who care for our grandparents and our parents. And that's a tough, tough, tough hurdle for, for, for me mentally to get over. So the way I find and procure clients is by educating, doing this exactly what we're doing right now, giving power to my clients and their families so that they understand to ask questions to have more of the control on how their parent is going to be cared for so they are able to make better decisions. Also, just face-to-face, getting out, word of mouth, providing a good quality care and a good product that is branded, that has a mission behind it, that has values that people can feel and they can hear because we use them all the time. That is what people really connect to. And when someone else turns to them and says, my parents are going through something right now, the one thing they tend to say is, I I, I have the person for you. You need to call Bernard and his team over at Lavender. This industry right now is going to grow to a quarter of a a billion dollar, quarter of a trillion dollar industry in the next five to ten years Um, because there's technology that's being introduced to it. The use of of apps, the use of connecting families to the caregivers to the company. We set ourselves apart by just doing simple things. Pre-employment drug testing. It's a huge thing, but companies don't actually have to do that. We do background checks, both state checks, but then we're doing 50 state background checks. Because this industry is unregulated, I could have, or anybody can hire somebody who had done something negative in New York, like a horror story that we just talked, that you just mentioned, and they can come to Ohio or they can come to Kentucky and no one knows the wiser as to what they did in their past because a lot of just the basics are done, which is just the state background check. So putting people's minds at ease that these are regular things that we do for every single employee that comes into the company and showing them this and saying, here is your caregiver. Here's their profile. Here's who's going to come into your home. Here's what we've done to mitigate this. And then managing the process throughout, being present, calling them, talking to them, um, giving them the assurance because a lot of family members are out of state. And that's how we use technology to connect them. We have a family room that we have where we can connect families by them seeing who clocks in, when they clock in. They can leave notes on there. They can put dates as a calendar to where they can say, I'm coming into town at this point. Um, I'll be there for a week looking forward to meeting you. It's a real way that we can connect people. Um, and that's, that's a big thing. Cameras are a great tool that a lot of people use. In some cases, they're used to mitigate theft. They're used to mitigate any other type of abuse that's out there. Um, and at the same point, family members who want to care for their family, for their family member, can use cameras so that they can actually maintain their independence and leave them at home. 
Because let's be honest, the purpose of what I do is to keep people in their homes. Right. And their exactly. home could be an independent living. Their home could be their private home that they've paid off after 20 years. But that's what we do. And to use technology and to use the, the, the power of, of speed and talk and connection and culture really brings people together, and that's how we really differentiate ourselves. Let's shift gears for a second. I want to talk about, uh, when we, on the show we talk a lot about not only the strategies and the marketing and the sales and the, and, and the, the personal and professional development, but I want, to, I want to go down that path real quick. Speaking of personal and professional growth, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming just by listening to you and what you've been able to do with the company over the last seven years is it's not done by accident. It's done by a discipline. It's done by a growth. It's growing yourself consistently. So maybe what are some things you do on a daily or weekly basis in order to stay sharp and to continue to grow as a leader? Do you have coaches? Do you have mentors? Are there other podcasts besides this one that you listen to? Because, you know, I'm, I'm always preaching these, I call it the 75-25 to my clients. The 25 is always the strategy. It's the tactic. It's the new way to maybe drive leads or do Facebook or do marketing or whatever it is that you do. That's the, that's the tactic or the strategy. The 75% is the mindset, how to get past a certain benchmark to get to the next level. So tell us what you do maybe on a daily or weekly basis to stay sharp. Aside from uh, reading, especially one of the books that I know you just came out with, the Success Hackers book, which mm-hmm. is a great book, by the way. Thank you. There are a lot of books that I read out there for management. I read, I mean, one of my favorite books is The Art of War. I've probably mm-hmm. read it 10 different times. Um, I always fall back to it. It's a great book. But, you know, I learned a while ago and I was given, a, I was always taught to ask questions. I was always taught to be a student, to be a practitioner of, of whatever I do. And I actually do that by going to a, a business management school that we actually are blessed with here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, it goes by the name of Aileron. And Clay Mateel actually used the money that he made from the sale of IMs to open up this, this, this blessing that we have just 20 minutes north of where I live. Um, and I can go there and get business coaching. I can go there and get, uh, management coaching, their doc model. It's something that I've really wrapped myself and immersed myself into fully because you gotta find one thing that works for you. You gotta find, and you gotta stick with it. So I've chosen to stick with Aileron. I've chosen to read books. I've chosen to really educate myself and continue to do so. On the health side of things, because you gotta keep your mind sharp and you gotta keep healthy, I do a lot of yoga, a lot of hot yoga, um, continuously, probably six days a week. That really allows me to kind of let go for a good hour and do something that's good for my body, it's good for my mind. Um, and then when I'm done with that, I'm able to actually get out and I've got a clear mind. I can make better decisions. I sleep much better. Um, but those are, those are the main ways that I really continue to educate myself and provide myself the, the information that I need to move forward and continue to grow because these are murky waters, entrepreneurship. This is not, there's no, there's no, golden arrow that's out there that tells you exactly how to do it for 25, 30 years. You, you, you have to look out and you have to go follow what you think is the right way to do it and make mistakes and learn from them and then move on from that and leave it alone. Go on to the next one. Making mistakes is a part of it. And that's what I love about this. That's what I love about the entrepreneurial game is I can make mistakes and continue on. 
Yeah, and Hacker Nation, I mean, what, what Bernard just said is, is so reminiscent of what a lot of people on the show say is, you have to surround yourself with people that are playing bigger or playing up than you. I always use the golf analogy. I shoot the high 80s. If I want to play better, I'm going to play with someone that shoots in the mid 70s or high 70s. Yep. If I don't want to play as good, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to play with someone that <laughs> shoots in the 120s or 130s. I'm not going to learn nearly as much. It's the same thing in business. So whether you're working out of your house, whether you have a team of one or a team of 101, the goal is to always be surrounding yourself with people that are better than you. And I don't mean that like better person. They've just, they've already come along your path and they've already blazed the trail. And if you can somehow, some way, whether it's through this schooling that Bernard, you know, attends or that you have a coach or a mentor or you listen to audios, it's such a game changer. Anytime you want to change your mindset, or get into a routine or a discipline. The one thing that works for me, Bernard does yoga. I tried yoga, maybe Bernard offline, maybe you can show me or share with me what I was doing wrong. <laughs> I tried it about four <laughs> times and I thought I was gonna literally die, but um, but I do, I do do uh, meditation every day. I there write out go. my goals every day. I mean, if there's an hour of power before the day even starts that when I don't do it, the day does not perform the way I want it to perform. Yep. When I do do it, I don't know how it works, but it's just uh, I'm more intentional, I'm clearer, I'm more focused. And uh, again, Hacker Nation, if you don't have that 15 minutes to in the morning or 15 minutes at the end of the day, carve out that time because that is such a differentiator that every single great guest that we've had on here has said something similar to that. So I want to shift gears and talk about a segment on the show that, believe it or not, is one of the most popular segments on the show, yet it's also where we get the deepest with our guests. So can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Oh, yeah, 100%. So I believe that all high performers and successful people look at failure a little bit differently than most people do. They actually use what I call feedback in course correction. So take us back to that time when you failed you maybe even almost wanted to give up. And I know a lot of, a lot of times I ask the question and, and our esteemed guests are going, oh, I fail every day, I fail all the time. And I know, we all do as entrepreneurs, we dust ourselves up and we get back up. But I want you to get like really deep with us and take us to that one time when you failed. You literally almost wanted to give up, but you actually used that one failure to springboard you and use to your success fire. Yeah, you know, I, I, I almost never started a second business. Uh, it never almost, I almost never even made it to this point because after the first business to, to shut down your first business and anybody can say that, you know, the economic downturn, it did shut a lot of businesses down. And that was a very tough thing. And I will never take that away from anybody. For me, I, I, we failed when we did that first business. We, we weren't frugal enough. Um, we learned a lot from that. I mean, we never expected the bottom to fall out. So, and a lot of business never, the businesses never did. So business was rolling in, everybody was happy, and then it stopped. And I learned a big lesson at that point because that lesson in failure was it could stop at any moment. How are you going to prepare yourself for that to happen? How are you going to weather a storm? And how are you going to get through it? And however long it may take, how are you going to prepare for something like that to happen? And I learned that then. And, you know, it took a while to get over that because to fail and to shut a business down and then to try to start it from scratch again, you really have to give up a lot. And I ended up giving up so much moving from Florida to drive up here and to live in my parents' basement for 15 months. 
and I just turned 30 at that point. And to make that shift while other friends of mine and other people that I know were making six figures at that point, but to go all the way back to live back in your parents' basement, to start from scratch, not knowing if you can get the business started, and to make yourself vulnerable again is tough. Mm. And 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 that that really that really grew me a thick skin getting through that. Um, but I almost never did it because of that failure. That failure actually almost stopped me. It was almost a hurdle that was so high that I didn't want to go over it. But that's the beauty about a hurdle. No matter how high they are, it's a hurdle. It's not a wall. It's a hurdle. And you know that was that's that's probably about mm. as tough as it could get for anybody. I'm sure a lot of people out there and. In, in the success acronation, understand that point. Maybe going through it at this point right now. Um, that's a tough one, but everybody can get through it. There's always a solution to every problem. You know, we've had almost 90 guests now on the show from all over the world, and I have never heard it put that it's called a hurdle and not a wall. And I think that that's such an amazing visual and analogy to what the what what a failure is or what a, you know what a speed it's a speed bump and it's just something that you have to learn from and hacker nation again i really really hope you really understood and listened to what bernard just said like if you play it back again and listen to it because it's such a pivotal moment in this episode this is a guy that has a very successful business for the last almost 7 years Yet before he even started it, he almost didn't get it off the ground because he failure mentality he'd have from the last business. But thank God for us, for the show, for the people he serves, and the community he impacts that he did go forward. And it just goes to show you, Hacker Nation, that if, like Bernard said, if you're in your thing right now, it's just temporary. And it's a learning experience. If you, if you really get that this failure, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, is just a learning experience, then you're going to look at it differently than, oh, my God, I failed. I can't move on. It's totally uh, true. All right, Bernard, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. You've given us some great nuggets already, but now we shine the success hack spotlight on you. So I just want one, one success hack. You've been doing this for seven years. You grew it from 45000 to more than a million dollars in revenue in a very short period of time. So what's one success hack that you can share that can help our Hacker Nation community of entrepreneurs maybe looking to grow their business, whether that's leadership, whether that's sales, whether that's marketing, whether that's mindset. Give us one that we can implement today. I listen. I open my ears. I uh, For my employees, for my clients, for actually my friends, my family, I genuinely care about anything that anybody does say. Um, I don't consider anything to be less or below me in any way whatsoever. And that's, that's one thing that I've, I've kept with and I think has been a very big part of my success is that I will take time to sit down and listen to somebody, even if it's a senior telling me a story that honestly may or may not be true. At the end of that story, they're so happy that I've sat down and listened to them and given them that time that it makes their day. And that happens with a lot of people. And I really enjoy that. And I take pride in the fact that people open up to me and talk to me. And I love that fact of it. But it has really been a huge part of my success. It takes more time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes time to be selfless and put yourself to the side for a minute. But in the end, 
people understand it and people see it and people like it. And I've built business relationships. I've built relationships with people that I work with, companies, uh, businesses that I work with, and my clients to where they look for that. They love it. And when they don't see somebody else do it, they notice it because they specifically will say, you actually take the time when a lot of people just want to come in and get business from us and say, hey, do you have any business? Hmm. You actually take the time and talk about my kids. You talk about my family. You ask questions. You remember things. And you're genuine about it because you actually care. And I'd say that's probably one of the most important things that I've really built on. And I, I recognize it now. And I love it. And people love it with me. So, And my staff do it too, so it trickles. That's, that's an amazing thing. Powerful. Wow, very powerful. All right, Bernard, we are now entering the random niche round. It's kind of like putting you in the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Bernard Dalashow, are you ready for the randomness round? I'm ready for it. Best advice you've ever received? Speak up and trust your decisions. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Uh, yoga. Talked about it earlier. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self? Be frugal. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed to your success? Patience. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I was a DJ for almost 10 years. A DJ? I DJed for 10 years and did and DJ techno music. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your business? The Art of War. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to help our Hacker Nation community of entrepreneurs, what would that be? Twitter. You are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. That wasn't too bad, was it? No, not at all. That was great. <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. The time flew by, as always. Thank you for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? They can find out about me and my business at Lavender Home Care. Dot com, L-A-V-E-N-D-E-R, homecare.com. And we're located in Dayton, Ohio. And we're also located on Facebook at Lavender HC and Twitter. And I post a lot of information about the industry and regulation throughout almost weekly to where people can find out a lot of information about that. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's the show page, successhackers.net, for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Bernard, along with some other really cool brand new resources we have on the site. When you're on the site, oh, don't forget to click subscribe so that, again, you don't miss any of these newest and latest episodes. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something pretty special. Everyone is always asking me either here on the show or through my blogs or my speaking or if I'm just out and about, Scott, you coach business owners on how to grow their business and become more profitable. Well, I want to generate more leads in my business. How do I do this? So I have something that I want to give you for free. It's an actual video that will help dispel any myths about how to generate more leads in your business. All you have to do to check that out, and again, it's free for our Hacker Nation community right here. Just go to IWantMoreLeads.net. That's IWantMoreLeads.net, and you'll have your hands on the three biggest lead gen mistakes most small business owners are making and how to fix them all. So just go to IWantMoreLeads.net. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening 
to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.